Welcome to We Just Clicked. So excited for you to hear this conversation about dating apps, dating app culture, and what we say but don't say on them. The conversation you're about to hear is one that I often have with my friends as we navigate online dating in an age of not only isolation during a pandemic, but also as young women in general. We talked about hookup culture, our own profiles, conversations we've had with men on these apps, and how we can bridge the gendered gap that still exists. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to one of my close friends, Contessa, who recently graduated from Duke. I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, so we have Contessa on the phone here with us. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to um, be here. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, okay, so I kind of wanted to just set up like the um, the whole conversation that's going to be had. So I wanted to start by asking you from your experience of online dating, which one is kind of your go-to and the one that you will use kind of by default? Yeah, I think the default that I'd probably use is Hinge. Um, I think Hinge is great just because it gives you prompts that give you more information about the people that you're swiping on. Um, so it helps kind of narrow down who you'd be interested in. Um, also, if you have prompts, it makes it easier to find conversation starters. Um, and typically the guys on Hinge are more willing to engage um, than guys on like Tinder, for example, that are only there to hook up. Like Hinge is more of a relationship app or at least... Um, a hookup app with a little more, you know, contact beforehand. I think Bumble is also like a good second option. Um, Now it's starting to be a lot more like Hinge and has taken on like the prompt feature as well. Um, But it also allows you to send voice memos, which I think is super fun. Some people think it's kind of dorky, but I think it's a fun way to get to know someone and like hear what they sound like and how they actually speak. But yeah, to answer your question, Hinge for sure is, is a good one. Yeah. And so do you find that, like, for example, if you're on Bumble, which if you don't know, Bumble is um, dating app where the woman starts the conversation. So is your experience with Hinge, are you kind of waiting for the guy to message you first? Or is it just, you know, whoever, whoever starts the conversation first? Do you think that there's some sort of like unspoken rule with apps that are kind of like neutral in terms of who starts the conversation? Yeah, definitely. I think generally speaking, when anyone can start the conversation, it is expected of the guy to kind of initiate. I don't always follow that personally just because, I don't know, I like to go for what I want. So sometimes I'll shoot my shot. Um, But I think like generally speaking, it's definitely easier to kind of like lay back as a woman, like kind of wait for, for men to reach out. And, you know, obviously that's not, a possibility on Bumble where if you want to keep the match, like as a woman, you have to reach out first. And I think that's, it. it's a, it's a cool opportunity. I definitely enjoy it, but I think also that extra effort is difficult to put in sometimes. And so I'll let matches expire accidentally just because I forget to reach out. And so I think there were definitely some pros to kind of leaving it open-ended um, for, for both people to reach out whenever they feel like, rather than like the timed like 24 hour, the girl must reach out with Bumble. Yeah. So do you, do you, do you like, 
Is there a difference between your profile on, for example, Bumble or Tinder versus Hinge? I think I haven't had Tinder for a while, but back when I had Tinder, I'd say I had more pictures up and a lot of them were a little bit more, um, a little more like promiscuous. I definitely cared less about like the image that I was showing. Um, on Bumble and Hinge, my profiles were pretty much the same. I think I had the same six pictures or like maybe, maybe one like varied, but that was out of like laziness. It wasn't, you know, a deliberate choice. Um, and those pictures were a lot more like intentional, same thing with like the prompts I chose and the way that I worded my, my bio. Um, those were a lot more deliberate in terms of like the messaging that I wanted to send to the people that were looking on my profile. So what was, what's an example of like a bio that you had? Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. So my bio will also kind of fluctuate, um, you know, like where I am, I move a lot, um, based on like where I go to school and then also like where my family lives or like where I'm vacationing or whatever. So for a while I was, I was skiing in Tahoe. So my ski or my, I can't speak today. My bio for a while was, um, looking for ski dates in parentheses must be emotionally available. And so like, I thought that was like fun because like it shows like a part of my personality and it shows something that like I'm literally looking for and something that I enjoy. Um, and I was also hoping that it, a little bit, you know, my humor would would come across with the must be emotionally available portion. Um, and it worked pretty well. I did get some ski dates out of it. So happy there. Um, yeah, that's one bio I had. I'm trying to think of another one. I, I'm not sure if you're going to want to include this in the podcast, so you may have to cut this out, but for a <laughs> while I had, um, let's have some fun. This beat is sick and just that. And obviously that's like a Lady Gaga lyric and the rest of it is, I want to take a ride on your disco stick. And that was my Tinder bio for a while, just cause I thought it was really funny. Um, and like, oftentimes the guys would pick up on the reference and like reply with a lyric or like we would get on some conversation based on that. And so that was like a fun way to, to kind of kick off conversation. Um, so do you yeah, think so that, that was your bio because Tinder has a stigma of being like a hookup app? Like, would you use that bio on like, well, I guess Hinge is different and Bumble because they're like more prompt based, but do you think well, that, I'm, yeah, go ahead. I could, yeah. I mean, I could definitely use a bio on Bumble and I think I did for a while just because I thought it was really funny. I think you definitely run the risk on Bumble of using a bio like that of, um, of not getting as many matches just because people may be looking for something more serious on that app rather than Tinder. So like I had it up for a while and like it didn't, it didn't like negatively impact my, my matches or anything, but I'm sure it deterred some people who were like, wow, this girl is definitely like in this for the wrong reasons or not for the same reasons that, you know, like I'm interested. So yeah, definitely. I think there's a, there's a risk in putting that kind of promiscuous of a bio on an app like Bumble. Um, okay. So walk me through like what your dating app profile looks like. And let's just go for, I guess we can talk about Hinge and Bumble. Cause I feel like those are the ones that you frequent most. Yeah, of course. Um, so like what, for example, you know, part of the, part of the profile is photos and then the other part is a bio or prompts or whatever. So what do you choose to show people of yourself? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. So 
opening up the app right now, the first picture I have um, was from my 21st birthday party. It's like a clear picture of my face. I've got friends in the background as well. Um, it's not, you know, like super revealing or like out there. It's just like, you can see, you know, like what my face looks like when I'm like relatively dressed up. Um, then my second picture is a picture of me in a bikini. Um, my legs are like kind of covering my boob area. So it's like not too, not too sexy, but like just enough where you can kind of see like what my build is and like what my body type is just because I do think that's important for people looking through. Um, the third picture is a picture of me like at the end of a hike. So I'm like at the top of a mountain and I've got my hands up in like a cute pose. So I'm looking kind of like fun and flirty and also active, which is like a side of myself that I wanted to show. Um, my fourth picture is a picture of me on a gondola um, skiing and I'm like in my like ski gear, but like you can still see my face. Um, and like the goal of that picture, like I said earlier, I love to ski. That's like a big part of my life. And I'm hoping that like the men that like I'm matching with or like engaging in are also like either active or like enjoy that sport as well. So like, that's my little, Hey, like I ski, like if you ski, like you should match with me kind of picture. Um, the fifth picture is a no makeup selfie. It's like kind of a goofy one. I'm literally holding a live fish, like right next to my face. I think you said you were going to put in a picture, but I can send you that. Yeah. Um, and I with hinge, like you have the option of captioning certain photos. So like for this picture, I put the caption, this could be us. And it's like me and the fish. Um, and it's like kind of dumb. It's not that funny, but it's like silly and goofy and like some guys like it. So there's that. Um, and then my last picture, um, is a picture of me and my friend. It's like a mirror selfie. Um, they're both dressed cute. Like, I don't know, it was a good, like full body picture. So I try to have a bunch of variety, you know, like I want pictures that are, um, of me alone, of me alone with makeup, without makeup, some doing things that I enjoy, some with my friends that way. I'm like, I want to look as well-rounded as possible and want to give them as many like little glimpses into my life as possible, just because they're only going to be looking at my profile for a short amount of time and they decide whether they like swipe right or left and so I want them to have a relatively good gauge of like who I am so those are the pictures um in terms of my prompts I will say right now mine is a little bit tailored to the ski vacation so I can go into my bumble as well and kind of like check out what I have there but right now um most spontaneous thing I've done is one of the prompts I chose and I answered solo ski trip that I think I'd keep on any dating profile, regardless of whether I'm on vacation, just because I feel like it shows that I'm like, yeah, like I'm fun and I'm spontaneous and I'm also independent. Like I'm willing to do things on my own that are relatively adventurous. And so um, that's definitely like one side of myself that I want to show. Another prompt I chose is I'm weirdly attracted to Larry David, men with mustaches and secure attachment styles. So it's like a running joke, like with me and my friends, that I'm into guys with mustaches. And so, of course, I'm inviting all of the men with mustaches to, you know, engage with my profile if mm-hmm. they see that prompt. Also, Larry David is obviously um, old and kind of unattractive, but he's very funny and I like funny guys. So, yeah, it's meant to be like a funny prompt. Um, and then my last one is I get along best with people who are down to ski with me pretty Mm self-explanatory um but like again I think like the main trend here is just like me kind of like showcasing the things that like 
I care about and the things that are like important in my life and hoping that like the people that are like swiping through like either resonate with those and I'm like yeah like I want to match with her or like oh like I'm not into this thing I'm not into skiing whatever like maybe this isn't a good fit and like obviously skiing is like a really superficial thing but like you could literally insert like any other hobby or like value or whatever and I think like the pattern would like stay the same Yeah. Something that I find really interesting about kind of like you going through and unpacking your profiles is the fact that I noticed that you said, you know, for your photos, for example, like you are very focused on making sure that your body and your like body type and your kind of like social circumstances are put on display for, um, for these men to see but then I feel like you also kind of went deeper into like your prompts and like what you want them to say about you so I was wondering if your kind of like perception of like are you choosing to show what I guess my question is I'm not really making sense but my question is is like what exactly are you trying to show with the photos that you choose is it kind of like this is my do you think it's from the perspective of the the male gaze where it's like okay this is my body and like when you meet me you're either gonna be like oh yeah she looks like her photos or not or do you think it's more just like for yourself to make yourself feel good um I think it's definitely a combination of the two I think the like first and foremost, it is from the male gaze perspective, because I realize that I am being evaluated like on my looks and like this impression that I'm giving off. So like, obviously I'm going to be choosing pictures that I feel like I look the best in, but I'm also trying to find pictures that I feel like are the most accurate because my biggest fear is like putting up pictures where I think I look super hot and then showing up on the date and having this guy be like, wow, you look either nothing like your photos or like, oh, like you're shorter than I thought, or you're taller than I thought, or you're thinner or as if that would happen. You're thinner than I thought. You're (laughs) bigger than I thought, you know, like stuff like that is obviously an interaction that I want to avoid. And so by putting no makeup pictures, by putting some with makeup, by putting some full body, some, you know, different angles, I feel like I'm giving like the most accurate representation of myself. And then of course, like for myself, like I'm choosing pictures where I feel like I look good. in just because like, I want to show that like, I'm confident and, you know, like I like myself and, you know, so I do think it's a combination of both, but like when it comes down to it, you are being evaluated by the other person. So like, yes, to some degree, I am catering to that 100%. Yeah. So enough about you, as much as I love to hear you talk about yourself, (laughs) Um, what is something that you notice about a guy's dating profile what is something do you ever go on these apps and you're like okay you know tonight I kind of want just something casual or you know another day you're like you know what actually today I think I'm ready for like something more serious like what do you kind of differentiate between the two and if so like what do you what do you look for exactly because it is very I mean like everyone knows this dating apps are super shallow and like there's not too much depth to them because they're so surface level so what's like something that immediately you'll see and be like yes or no depending on where your mindset is at um I think yeah that's a really good question I think I'm definitely depending on what I'm looking for I'm not going or I'm going to like 
judge the person more or less based on what I'm looking for. I phrase that really poorly, but like, let's say I'm just looking for a hookup. Like it's late at night. Like I'm just wanting some like attention or like want to fuck around. Like I don't want anything super serious. Then I'm not going to be judging the guy. Like, or I'm not going to be vetting him as much as I would if I were looking for a relationship. So like, um, I guess another way to put it is like, if I am looking for like a guy to take me out on a real date and like, see where things go, like I'm looking at education level almost immediately. Like I'm looking at where I went to school. I'm looking at their degree level just because that's something that's like a a priority of mine. Like I just graduated from college. Um, I went to a good school. Like I want to be with someone who can match that or like surpass my level of education. Like I want to be with someone who can teach me things. Right. And so when I'm looking through dating app profiles, education is something that stands out. Um, Whereas like, if I'm just looking for a hookup, if this guy like went to like a community college or didn't go to school or whatever, like nothing wrong with that, but just not what I'm looking for, you know, but that's not going to matter in the context of a hookup because it's only going to be, you know, one night and I'm not looking for like super deep conversations with this person, you know, Um, or like, another example that goes like the other way around maybe for a hookup I'll go for like the really hot like pretty boy type but like maybe this guy like is it doesn't have a lot of substance or like a lot of depth but like that doesn't matter again because I'm not looking to be with him long term but in the long term like if I'm feeling more like a relationship vibe then I'm more likely to give like the nice maybe a little bit less attractive guy a chance because I realize that he may have tons to bring to the table like personality wise and stuff and I think that's like a really kind of interesting part of dating apps I find I found that like my most like successful like long-term kind of like interactions or like relationships or whatever have come out of like those matches with like the slightly more like unassuming guy like the smart guy that like isn't super like model like conventionally attractive obviously like still attractive to me but like not like not like David Beckham looking guys. Those are more like the hookup type. And then like the relationship type is like cute, but also has like tons to offer in like other areas. Yeah. I think like even from my experience, like for example, for me, like all of my prompts on Hinge, for example, are like very much like joking. Like I'll read some to you. Like one of my prompts is the thing is like biggest risk I've taken and my answer is trying to understand how the stock market works and then like my other one is most irrational fear and my answer is being seen wearing athleisure in public so like I'm (laughs) I guess like from what you said you would say that hinge is kind of like the more sophisticated for lack of better terms um definitely dating app so for me it's like Sometimes I feel like, because like for me, the thing that I look for in a guy is humor, like baseline need to be funny. But I feel like there's this weird stigma of like, if you are like not taking something seriously, then you're not looking for something serious. So I think that's a really interesting aspect of dating culture where it's like, yeah, you know, whatever, I want to be funny. But then it's like, where's the line between being funny and just, you know, kind of like messing around on a dating app? So what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that affects like relationships or conversation? Yeah, definitely. And I've actually had, I'd say issues with this in the past, just because I like to show my sense of humor a lot like that. Again, like that's a priority for me as well. I want to be with someone funny. 
I think I'm funny and I want the guys that I'm dating to think that I'm funny. And, you know, by virtue of that, like a lot of my conversations are like full of banter and like jokes and whatever. And I also have a tendency to have a pretty like kind of crude or like sexual sense of humor. And sometimes I'll make like dick jokes or like that's what she said jokes just out of like for like for fun of it with someone that I am kind of like seriously considering for something long-term and that might lead them to think that like all I want is sex and so then they get into like this like kind of like sexual discourse or like assume that like I'm like just in it for, for a hookup and then I need to clarify like no like that's just my sense of humor like I'm actually interested in talking about like way more than just that and so so I feel like there does need to be like some point of like clarification where you're like, yeah, like this is just the way that I mess around. And like, this is something that's important to me, but like, that doesn't mean that I'm not interested in like more. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, totally. And I, and I agree because I'm also like the same way, like I'll propose marriage in the second message, you know, <laughs> and like, yeah, be like, okay, she obviously doesn't care enough. So like, I'm just going to continue with this bit and like, you know get something out of it that 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 I might not even be looking for and so that kind of like it's hard to bridge that communication gap because you don't want you have this like underlying fear that the guy is going to not take you seriously even though you want to be taken seriously right um so yeah so what's kind of I guess like leading into my next question what's an example of a good conversation that you've had that's kind of sparked something more uh, intimate and more, I want to say serious, but just kind of more legit, I guess. And what's an example of the conversation just like tanking? Yeah. Um, for a conversation that worked really well, I guess I'll go, I'll refer to the guy that I'm, that I've seen like most recently. Oh, and I can't find the conversation right now. I'm trying to find it, but basically, um, I reached out on Bumble. I just said like, Hey, like what's up? Which Honestly, I'm surprised he even responded. I did not put a ton of effort into that person. Yeah, I mean, do better, um, guys, if you're on a date I know. and listening to this, don't follow Contessa's. <laughs> I know. Don't do not do what I did. Um, but basically, I said, hey, what's up? And it was right around the holidays. We had some small talk, talked about like, like Christmas dinner or something. Pretty boring. But um, relatively quickly, we we got into like, oh, like, you know, like, where did you go to school? You know, what did you study? Like, we weren't just asking surface level questions and it wasn't just like, where do you go to school? It's like, oh, did you like what you studied? Um, like, what are you doing now for work? And we both ended up kind of going into um, the lines of work that we're in. And like, I don't know if that may seem boring, but because like education, like career and all of that stuff is like important to me, I enjoyed getting to know him on that level. And I think that he also enjoyed it on my end. Um, and then we were also able to like flirt in the middle of that, like at one point, um, he, he went to MIT and was telling me that. And so I responded with daddy smart, which like, again, there's like my <laughs> sexual humor, like showing through, but like, I thought it was like a fun way for me to like flirt with him and kind of flatter him, but also, um, yeah. And also kind of like show that side of me. And so like that conversation ended up going on. We ended up talking about a bunch of things like what, like what our hobbies were, um, what our favorite music is. We found out that we had like the same favorite comedian, Chris D'Elia. And so that ended up like spiraling into us sending um, like the other like video recommendations and like podcast recommendations. And so we were really like bouncing off of each other. And I think that like, that's like the key 
to like a good conversation is when you're able to like feed off of each other's energy and like really go beyond the like hey what's up and then like that's it um and so like on the other side of that like conversations that tank or just ones that have like short answers like if I'm saying what's up and you say nothing much like that conversation is immediately dead the worst like do better yeah exactly we're like yeah, like anytime there's minimal effort or like really long response times or like if communications only occur like really late at night or don't go beyond like a, how are you? Good. What about you? Good. And then you respond 10 hours later. Oh, how was your day? Good. Like you're just not getting anywhere with that kind of thing. And so I think it's important to, you know, force yourself to ask more interesting questions, things that go beyond like, how was your day? Like maybe ask like, what did you do today that like made you happy? Or like, what was like the best part of today? And even though that sounds like kind of like cheesy, like that's actually a good way to like see what the person you're talking to is into and like what makes them tick. And so I think any conversation that like reveals that is good in the long run. Yeah. So I guess kind of like establishing a sort of like emotional bond and like a common interest bond is probably the most effective way of of using these dating apps and actually sparking conversation that's meaningful um and yeah I mean I guess like for me I think it's also interesting kind of looking at it through like the this like pandemic age where it's like you are just having these conversations with so many people that it starts to become repetitive and so having something yeah. that stands out is really important for people and I think especially for women because I think that women have this I guess this like like generalization and like stereotype attached that like women are really emotional beings which we are and there's nothing wrong with that but that we're like crazy or that we're like looking for something in like every guy and stuff but I think it's kind of like normalizing just casual conversation is how things can get more serious but I also but I also think that it's interesting because it's like you know because of that stigma we have this idea that we need to be like the chill girl too somewhere subconsciously I yeah Oh, yeah, I 100% have experience with this. And I think it's something that I struggle with to this day, like in my past relationships, my current ones, and just like casual like interactions with guys, like 100%. I think it's, it's a really hard line to draw between like, my needs aren't being met. Like, should I, like, should I say something and like stand up for myself and set these boundaries? Or should I just be like, oh, like, make excuses for him like oh maybe he's just having a bad day maybe he's not replying because he's like busy or he's working or whatever like like because there are these stereotypes of like oh like all women are crazy like they're just so whipped and like need so much attention and whatever like it makes it so hard to speak up when your needs aren't being met and so like I'm increasingly trying to be better about this but this is like a huge problem that I think many women deal with especially like in the online dating space when like your interactions are literally um like their value is like measured by like response times and like the quality of their responses and such like it's I think it's a huge problem um yeah and yeah it's frustrating and especially when you have access to so many people all the time Mm -hmm. and you can bounce from five different apps and no one can tell you anything it's like where do we how do we establish 
actual meaningful relationships with people if they're if we have so many options all the time and I think that that also breeds like unhealthy relationships within the dating apps and within like women's relationship to men for example because we're constantly worried about infidelity on their end right and I would say as a generalization they're like men aren't as worried so it's like where how do we bridge that gap do you have like any any idea yeah yeah definitely so first kind of echoing what you said like that's a huge problem with today's dating culture it's just that like go back like 30 years or even less than that go back 15 years your dating options were essentially people that lived within like 20 miles of you it's people that are going to the bars that you go to it's the people you work with it's the people you go to school with you know the pool is like relatively small it's all like based on convenience but like now with dating apps like not only are you able to connect with people like within a hundred miles of you like I think that's the range but now apps are having things like travel mode you can literally connect with people across the world and there is just so much supply and so it makes women feel like guys are always they always have something better they have so many options you are like disposable and so that's a really kind of scary aspect of dating culture and then like on the other side of things like I don't think it's just something that like like women are like the victims of I think men can also be as well like this is personally something that I've done like not something that I'm proud of like in the end like because I can be like insecure of like oh like is this guy that I'm talking to or this guy that I'm dating talking to so many other women what I'll do is I won't cut off ties with other men because I'm like what if this thing ends up not working out like who am I going to have to fall back on you know like that's also a concern and so even if things are getting like a little more serious if things are still ill-defined like I'm not going to delete my apps until we've had that conversation that like yes we are official um, you know, we're exclusive or boyfriend and girlfriend. Otherwise, like I'm going to keep looking too, because I feel that he is still looking. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then to kind of, how do you solve this? Um, I think one part of it is just like recognizing like the other person's humanity. Like when you're hidden, like by a screen, it's so easy to forget that there's actually another person with real feelings and like probably relationship trauma or like whatever on the other side of the screen. And so like actively remembering that there is someone there that like is affected by your communication or lack thereof is really important. And so I think the more that people are like conscious, conscious like of the way that they communicate, like the better these relationships can be. So like an example of this is just being like, Hey, like I was really busy today. Like, I'm sorry. I wasn't able to text you much. Like that's a rem- that's like, recognition of the other person's like feelings and like humanity and stuff and I think that's really important um yeah and I think that that is a very sort of like primal way of communicating because this whole age of online dating is so different from like you know we'll hear our parents like talk about how they met and stuff and so having that like like for example my parents they met at like a club and they were like Mm -hmm. they were all they were in like a friend group and so they like had that closeness and we don't have that anymore really or if we do like I have friends who have been in relationships for a long time but most of them they didn't meet on 
Tinder or Bumble or Hinge. So it's like having that communication of humanity, I think is a really, really important thing. And I think you brought up like a really good point. Yeah. I think you also just touched on something interesting about modern like dating cultures. There's just a general lack of like accountability structures or like networks. So like with the case of your parents, like your parents met at a club, they had friends in common, maybe shared a friend group. Like that's an incentive for both parties to kind of like invest in that relationship because they have so many mutual ties. But when you're connecting to these people that like may not share, that more than likely don't share mutual friends with you, don't have the same friend group, maybe live in an entirely different city. Like there's definitely less of an incentive to maintain a connection with that person um, just because you don't have those like overlapping networks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. Like if I'm like, if I'm like, let's say you introduce me to one of your guy friends and you're like, Hey, like you should go on a date with this guy. I think you'd like hit it off. Well, because we're friends, like I'm going to put in this effort. Cause like, I don't want to let you down. You've put in your effort to like connect us, you know, like that's like an added, like accountability thing. Whereas if I'm just like talking to some random dude on Tinder, like I literally have no incentive to keep the connection unless he's like adding value to me. Yeah. And it's the same thing on the other end. And I think exactly. that's where the insecurity comes from. It just breeds like unhealthy relationships, really. I mean, I don't want to be like negative about it because we both know people who have had like really successful relationships through them. But yeah, I think that that's like a really good point. Um, so for yeah, I, mean, last- I think... I was just going to say that I think the the good relationships that come out of it are ones that like really like respect like the other person's humanity and are putting in the effort that others might not be doing. Yeah. Um, okay. So for my last question before I let you go, because I know you have a very busy day ahead of you. Um, what is some, just kind of like to end it off, what are some what's some like advice or like a rule that you would give to book to a man on a dating app and then a woman on a dating app? Well, I think to everyone, I would just, I would encourage people just to ask questions back. Um, like don't, don't ever let the conversation go dry. Like if you're actually looking for something, make sure you're always contributing to the conversation, whether it's asking something like, how about you? Or like not being afraid to like ask like a totally like out of left field new question. Like, I think that's behavior that should be welcomed. Um, and not like more advice for both, um, genders, um, or like anyone on dating apps is not to get sexual too quickly. And like, if that's your sense of humor, kind of clarify that like, that's not only what you're in for, just because if like men, for example, turn the conversation sexual too early, like that could be a deal breaker. Um, And so, and then lastly, like another thing is be clear with your intentions. Um, And like, if you don't know what you want, like, that's fine. But tell me that too. Like, I think in the end, like, honesty really is the best policy. It's not about, like, like in the end, like, most women, like, don't care if, like, the person is, like, looking for a relationship or, like, looking for a hookup or doesn't know, like, as long as they're honest. Like, no one in the end wants to be disappointed or wants their expectations to be let down. And so as long as you're transparent about what you want, everyone's feelings are spared and, like, I think that's what matters in the end. So I think that's kind of like my general advice um, for people on the apps. But obviously that's very reductionist. There's so much more I could say on that. Beautiful. Well, thank you 
so much for coming on and sharing your experience. And I learned a lot. I hope everyone listening also learned a lot. Um, so yeah, thank you again. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm glad, glad we were able to chat about this. I think it's really just such an interesting topic and should be talked about more. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you.